Can you give us the pronunciation before we delve into the questions? Ethiopes? Yeah, okay, okay. I was way off. Ethiopes? I think so. Stony Island Audio. And now, it's time for the Dead Bar Rap Pop. With your hosts, Damone Carter, David Ma, and Nate LeBlanc. Three underground rap nerds walked into a bar. An argument ensued about who the goats are. The seed was a thought that would turn into a pod. Now fans worldwide say... Not a bad job, the ad hoc cab squad who chronicles the vanguard of hip hop at large. Rap taste slacked off, don't need to be mad, dog. Look no further, it's the dad bod. Rap, pop, 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 Podcasting live from San Jose, California. It is the dad bod rap pod. My name is Damone Carter, aka Dim One. I am joined in Zoom by my mans, Dave Ma. What's happening? Yo, what's up, guys? Uh, really good to see you guys again. Um, apologies if I sound like Dose One. My allergies are fucking insane right now. Yeah, under understood. Uh, it's it's been Hell's Wind staff over here uh, <laughs> all day <laughs> in San Jose. Nate LeBlanc, how are you holding up, my friend? I am well. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, weirdly not that big of an allergy day for me today, but Saturday I woke up sneezing and like. I didn't stop. Like it was just crazy. Yeah. yeah. It's certainly in the air right now. So, you know, just struggling through it. But today I'm actually all right. Oh, good to get to hear it. Good to hear it. Uh, we're chugging along here. Got a dope show lined up for y'all. But one Don't of the to introduce yourself. Oh, me? Oh, me? <laughs> oh, little old me? Little old me? Uh it's your man's dim one here once again. Uh also fucking suffering allergies and i feel like i sound a little bit nasal too but um you know we we push ahead nonetheless i've doubled up on the claritin i'm um when when my doctor told me you could do that that was such a revelation i was like it doesn't seem to be working he was like take two i'm like these aren't edibles man we gotta (laughs) we gotta have some official medicine here he's like fuck it take two you'll be fine um so i am definitely hanging in there i only take two now by the way like i was wow. like what, what's the point of one do i want to yeah. sneeze half as much no i want to sneeze yeah. zero <laughs> yeah exactly so i'm like exactly. rob base up in this bitch <laughs> <laughs> it takes two to make a nasal passage go right um so yeah we're uh we're podcasters you know it just because basically of our age but um <laughs> there's only a couple of uh of, of real tangible perks that you get this um and one of them is getting advanced copies of albums so uh middle of next middle of last week we we got an album and that's when our our uh our chat thread is the hottest when we have um when we get the advanced copies of the album Am I right? texting uh our initial impressions oh my god oh my god uh, and so the oh my god record of last week and for y'all this week um Dave, please pronounce it for us. <laughs> <laughs> I think my mic's off right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I was going to, I mean, uh, in our chat, we discussed this too, like when I, because I've been texting uh, Woods and it's like one of the main questions I, I really want to get is how to properly pronounce this because I don't want to butcher such a beautiful I work, know. you know? 
I, so I think I, it's Ethiopies. That that's what I was gonna say too. I yeah. think the A is silent, basically, right? It's Ethiopies. Okay. I think so. Okay. I think the A is silent, but I, okay. I don't know for the record. My my yeah. tweet was I'm gonna pronounce it like Felipe Lopez. <laughs> yes, and then people started chiming in with like yeah, Davy Lopez. Lopez. That was yeah. pretty good too, yeah. but not as geographically yeah. specific as my tweet. But... Yes, yes. Uh, very well played on, on several levels. I was going with uh Ethiopies, looking at its its similarity to the word atheist, right? Oh. Um, it's some of the it's some of the god themes that are kind of tucked in of all this wood stuff. But I'm totally making that up, and hopefully, I, I hate the band Tool, but they have that album that's like Anima. It's like yeah, Anima, yeah. but with the yeah. weird A. I don't yeah. know. I, that's one yeah. of the many reasons I don't like the band Tool. I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about with this title. <laughs> so I don't know how to pronounce that. I don't want to pronounce that. Even if I pronounce it right, it sounds wrong. Sure, so. sure. And and we know that Nate likes his enemas without <laughs> like, <laughs> off top. Something I've known about him for a while. Oh, extra letters. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but uh, so however you pronounce it, Billy Woods and preservation have a new record out um that is simply amazing and i don't think that this is recency bias dave how many times have you run it and and what are your kind of initial thoughts takes on this record probably have ran it realistically about eight to ten times um but and you know just like any work by woods i mean it's a lot to to unpack and sort of unspool you know so it's going to take me a while to to gather all my thoughts around everything he says but um initial thoughts fucking stunning dude i fucking love it um but you know i before we get into the brilliance of billy i think um uh dj preservation shout out to him and his work um the production on there is amazing um he's able to uh, retain his presence and his own character as a producer you know what i mean Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and and it just marries with um woods perfectly um, the other thing that sort of stood out to me was when you look at the track listing, I mean, I think that album straight up represents uh, what Dad Bot Rap Pod is about. I mean, everybody, everyone we spoke to, I mean, minus Bold, Boldy James and LP has pretty much been on the program. Oh, that's people, right. You have cats from POW that are on there. And, yeah. you know, um, we, we, were, we were on a plane with Arm & Hammer going to Boise to cover uh, the T-Ford <laughs> Festival. So yeah. it's just uh, all of this feels really close to home. Could not be happier for Woods um, and and all of the back Backwoods crew, and it's a stunning album. I mean, I I literally I I listened to it eight to ten times, and probably need about twenty to thirty more listens. Yeah, and it's at this point, it's literally been out for four days. Uh, <laughs> how about you, Nate? What is what has been your listening experience thus far? Your, Pro- your probably listened to it a, a good six times, um, yeah. and I purposefully set aside Saturday to listen to new stuff. Um, because I kind of wanted to clear the inbox and check out some recommendations people had made and stuff, but it would all felt like killing time just to yeah. like get, cause I like downloaded it for the car. So I was like, okay, well, when I get back in the car to go pick my wife up from work, I'll get to listen to it one more time. And it's actually funny cause it's like a very much like uh, you're scaring the bitches album. And like, yeah. not that my <laughs> wife is a bitch, but the second she got in the car, I'm like, good Daniel. boss. Yeah, Turning like, this off. He does not want to listen to Breeze and Woods and LP no? right off masterful bars like the second she gets off work. You know what I mean? No. Oh, uh, with getting getting stood up in a in a hotel suite. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a uh, it's 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 a dense work like all of Woods stuff. Um, it's something that you have to run multiple times to kind of catch things. I'm 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 with Dave. I've been moving all weekend and like just running it 
back to back and um and really astonished at number one how um woods puts together uh what nate i think appropriately termed in our group chat short stories um it feels like an anthology of of short stories like very gritty um sometimes seemingly mundane uh details about life that woods brings to life in a way that makes it super entertaining we've talked quite a bit on this show about like um regular guy rap and everyday guy rap and things like that don't forget my other favorite term novelistic detail novelistic detail yes where he's he's giving you he's painting such a, a rich picture of sometimes dark places but just sometimes normal places right um and i i think with this record preservations production style which i um think of as like water torture he drops a sound and then he Warps. drops another sound. Yeah, exactly. A worse. It's like, is this is this quarters that have been like plinked out of a, a dresser that are just kind of falling? It's it's crazy. This is yeah. very name droppy, and I apologize for name dropping, but I was texting with Blockhead about it the second it came out, and he was like, This really reminds me of Come Clean. And I was like, Yes. Oh, and oh, it reminds me of when people were insisting in Come Clean Primo sampled water droplets. Yes, and we're we're both like mm. yes, we are both such smart rap animals. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's that it's, was the first thing on the album that really like fucked me up. I was like, okay, cool. It opens with that crazy story about the the neighbor, the, the yes. like, Hitchcock movie that opens yes. the thing. Uh, then there's so kind good. of like a normal song, and all even his normal songs are great. And then when Warp started, I was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are we talking about right now? This is for yeah. real. This is what you're gonna do. We're for doing me. this. Yeah, <laughs> so good. It's like mind blowing. I really, I mean, I love Woods, but I want an instrumental so I can study it. Like, yeah. how does it yeah. interlock? Like you were saying, Damon, they're the discrete things that interlock in this rhythmic way. There's another song where he just he does these little. They just peek behind the curtain with where someone's playing a harmonica back there, mm-hmm, and just mm-hmm. like you cannot like if you overuse harmonica, all of a sudden it's like <laughs> nappy roots or some yeah, like yeah. bullshit. <laughs> not that I don't like nappy roots, but that's just not what we're doing here. And he just he just bleeds in those little blurts from the harmonica. It's so fucking sick, dude! Like so sick. Yeah. So it's sick. just it's just amazing rap production. I love it. Uh, to your point, I can I can definitely see myself getting an instrumental version of this for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, you know, you, you know, specifically that track kind of reminds me of that Waterworld track with Encore. Mm-hmm. You know, with oh, okay. The, uh, okay. Boy modeling school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's it, it. There's definitely um, preservation uses sounds mm-hmm. uh, in very interesting ways, as opposed to just like here's a sample of a soul sample from totally, wherever. Right. Totally. Um, amazing features on this record. I I'd like to um, draw everyone's attention to the song Savage. Uh, that features Boldy James and Gabe Mendez and kind of like just shows the the kind of uh, breadth of, of Wood's style that he can actually compare with, a, a comp- he can be complimented by a rapper like Boldy James, mm-hmm. whose subject matter sometimes can be very different from Billy Woods. It isn't nearly as kind of like uh, poetic or introspective, but on that particular track, it, it, it all lines up. And then, of course, we have the posse cut maybe of the year uh, with uh, LP and Breeze Bruin, Heavy Water, which, Nate, was that you that was posting, reposted LP, putting out the lyrics for Heavy Water? So have you been rapping it all day? 
correctly. <laughs> I didn't have that kind of day today, but uh, the, the track is mind blowing. Like I just so like, sick. seeing those three trade off like that and kind of Woods, like who we know is a big fan of underground hip hop being like the new indelible MC. Mm-hmm. Like that's just gotta be a real mm-hmm. like full circle <clears throat> moment for him. And maybe someday we'll get a chance to talk to him about it. But like that, that song is incredible. And I just love how relentless it is. Like totally give totally. you a chance to breathe. It starts on a full sprint with every MC going as hard as humanly possible. And I will say this, it's one of the songs where Woods is not writing a short story. He's just rapping. Yeah. yeah that's, that's actually kind of, that's kind of cool too. Like you can't be in the middle of all that, like just intense wordplay going like, and then she lit the spliff behind the curtain. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? It's like, right. you gotta totally. just go in. Like it's so, it's just savage. And like, it's, it's one of those ones where you can't say who rapped the best. You might have your opinion, but everybody rapped at an extremely high level. Everyone Absolutely. brings it. it. It's incredible. It's so sort of damaged and apocalyptic. I mean, you see, um, mountains crumbling behind them while they're making it. You know, it's incredible. Right. It's and, incredible. I, and I was wondering, and again, something I'd love to ask him if possible, did Prez give a little nod to LP's production style right when LP's verse kicks in for the first time? I don't, oh. I, I don't, I don't have a musical yeah. vocabulary enough to explain it, but it almost sounded like a fandam kind of like mm-hmm. crunchy yes. science fiction yes. sound. Yes. You know what I'm talking about, Dave? Definitely like an yeah. Alec Empire sort of distortion. Yes, exactly. That weird distorted I don't know what you call it, but some kind of sound. Yeah. Yeah. And, and in many ways, I, I love the full circle nature of it because I do believe that while comparisons between Woods, Arm and Hammer's work to Def Jux and Company Flow can be lazy, that's a lazy comparison at this point. Um, this album definitely lives in a world that LP opened up the door to. Um, 100%. Yeah, it's it's a it's kind of if you kind of trace back the, the path of events, this style of rap, this approach to rap, even the way um, that Woods will structure some of his bars, LP is, is kind of a godfather of that. And I feel like having them on the same track really shows how far along Woods has come. Mm-hmm. Um, and also kind of like a nod from LP. I mean, I'm just making this up as a narrative, but also a nod from LP of like, yeah, like this, you know, you can't say I'm, I'm new part of the indelibles if you don't have some kind of connection there. So I, I just, I love that. that and, piece. and I think it's also kind of indicative of kind of a leveling up because like LP is hella famous now. Like yeah, Run the Jewels, is, Run the Jewels yeah. is playing huge festivals with their name in the big font. Like yep. they're a big mm-hmm. deal. So it's different than rhyming with co-flow l would have been you know yes, what i mean absolutely right. totally. absolutely totally yeah totally yeah. there's a sense of continuity there and uh, we all know that lp loves breeze brewing so to just to have yeah. all of that there it's just it's it's perfect totally. yeah yeah and definitely something um, i don't think people are talking about at all is uh the shinehead track and woods doing something that's very specifically jamaican Mm. like yeah that's, that's yeah kind of an interest I, I was like this yeah. is the, to me i was doing my last pass before we jumped on today and i was like this is the this is the interesting track to me where it's like i i was like does it fit in and yes it does fit in but i was like it's like this is not what i expected and like you guys know my rule if i can guess what the mc is going to say next and i'm right totally. i'll straight up shut a record off <laughs> never totally. a problem with a billy woods or a backwoods sure. release necessarily but it's like in this case, it's like, what is the thinking curatorially? I'm, um, I, I, I think, not that I'm Woods, I think that uh, Woods makes spaces for 
uh, sing soggy things. So if you listen to Fielded's record, you will hear Woods on a straight R&B track. Like, um, and there's some, there are some moments on Terror Management where he, he utilizes uh, R&B style vocals and, and kind of shows that he can move in that space as well, um, which, is, which is dope because I feel like a lot of rappers in his lane, let's say, can paint with one color. They can do one type of thing. And I, the Shinehead track in particular, I think um, it has a brightness and a musicality that's like a palate cleanser um, from all the like plink and plunk and in darkness, um, uh, which I love too. But I also think uh, it's always great to have a foil, right? Like he's, he's rapping his ass off about um, if you're trying to play the rent, that's just you trying to play the rent. That's not black <laughs> empowerment. And I was yeah. like, God damn. So I've been thinking about that line for like so the last 72 hours. As you write your deposit check for your new place. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> One <It's> fist like, <laughs> up. <laughs> like like kind of half-heartedly, like, ooh, am I, <laughs> am I doing this? Um, so here, here's the question. And, and it's something that causes me stress because I'm, I'm a stupid podcaster. Um, this is the album of the year. Like, how could it not be album of the year? And I hate to do that, guy, <laughs> but it, it feels like album of the year already. And then it, it brings us back into the conundrum of is every year that Woods and or Armin Hammer does something, is it the album of the year? Nate, am I just that much of a stand at this point? Or know, is that man. a fair assessment? Or am I asking the wrong person? So far, so far, you're dead on the money. And I had this exact thought right before we started recording but so far it's the most moving thing it's the thing that's drawn me in the most the thing i'm thinking about the most it's like i i've probably listened to 20 records over this weekend this is the only one that like i'm still thinking about you know what i mean yeah. it's just it's yeah. just that much better than most other things that are available um and again this is you know bread and butter for us but you have to start thinking about woods run as an all-time great run like totally. i was thinking about totally. all the different rappers and i don't think i'm going to mention any names right now but maybe we could do a patreon segment or talk amongst yeah. ourselves before we go public with this list but billy woods as a part of a group or as a solo rapper has a lot more good records than most of your favorite rappers totally, totally. That's, i think I, I think that's fair He's i think edging that's fair. into something historically important now and yeah, it's yeah. just like you keep wondering when the end of the run will start Dude. like i'm just going to use an example and this is a little rude and i love this person but this is how i see it it's the anniversary of both sides of the brain today yeah. and, mm-hmm. and for everyone else they're like oh great yeah and i'm like oh cool dell's first bad record <laughs> <laughs> and it's like and all my college friends were super into it and they were like this yeah. is amazing have you heard of this i'm like mm, yeah i think i've heard of dell but yeah um to me it's like that's the beginning of the end kind of for yeah. like his peak as a, a vital Agreed. artist and it's just he's just putting out records from there on forth it's not breaking ground i mean deltron comes out after that and ruins my whole postula- postulation here but that was what i thought at the time that's gonna happen with woods it's like it, we're basically from like i think someone did a a thing where from 2017 till now till 2022 every single project is like an a level yeah. project because yeah. so, he's, he's so he's incredible. so far, and there's a ton yeah. of them yeah. um so yeah, yeah i think it's from known unknowns to ethiopies is like you there's no bad records and it's like that's a lot more good records than most of the people we consider to be historically great MCs. so what does mm-hmm. that make him interesting right, right, and is right. his style just too niche to be considered in that conversation do you have to start talking about best underground rapper best 
2010s blog era survivor like you know do you have to start like damning it with faint praise of categorization or is he just literally one of the best to ever do this like we don't know yet and we need more people to hear him which the level up of haram will allow more people to hear him and not be able to tell the difference between his and elucid's voice apparently but i don't know man that's (laughs) what i'm thinking about now Oh man, yeah, you I, you I, created I, new stress points, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think all those considerations are right on it. Um, you know, it kind of reminds me of like in 2015 or 2016, where we're just like rock Marcy every year. This dude's fucking killing it every year. You know what I mean? But this this feels different. This feels different, I, and I'm not sure why. Maybe because rock was sort of seems to be sort of peaking or whatnot. But Woods, it's like I'm like you said. I mean, we're, we're gonna get to his uh, both sides of the brain, but. Right now, I I mean, what's next? Uh, Rock is is Mount Marcy, right? It's like oh wow, it's, it's people consider that to be a very good record for me. It just doesn't have the same je ne sais quoi wow. as the previous like yeah. six, yeah. and I'm like, okay, Rock's yeah. Now we're on the other side of the mountain. There's a oh, lot man. of good land on the other side of the mountain. I'm, <laughs> I don't it's know. not a diss. It's just yeah, how yeah. I feel about his career. Yeah, and he yeah. started from such humble beginnings, similar to Woods. Is like the super oh, strong true. flight brothers are the UN in this analogy, right. exactly. and you got to think about all of that in terms of looking at the whole field. But to me, it's like everything rocks touch since then. If he, will his next record be another high peak, or are we on the other side of the mountain? Yeah, totally agreed. Wow, 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 Dave, are you calling this the album of the year? Are you comfortable saying that now? Right now, certainly. I mean, yeah, yeah, the album to beat at this point. I, I, unless there's another Arm and Hammer record that they're dropping, you know, that, that somehow yeah. will surpass this. But I really don't see it. I mean, right now, I mean, the, the dudes who get me excited are Earl and um, Makami, you know, and, and Woods. I mean, it, this is even, pretty clearly but a at better point, record though, than Sick. Like, we're, we didn't have a, we didn't get close. this excited about Sick. It's not yeah. even yeah. close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not even yeah. Close. Totally, totally, totally different record. I, I think Nate's thought experiment is really interesting. Um, I will say this, I I both agree and disagree with where you came from, Nate, in the sense that I do feel like uh, Woods will have a different trajectory than a Rock or a Dell, because I think he's actually ahead of the form. Like the way that he's putting words together and the things he's rapping about um, are ahead. Like we we haven't figured it out yet. Um, And I think when you're like that, you all of his records are going to seem amazing because like we don't even have the language to understand it all yet. Um, but maybe that'll happen at some point. Maybe everybody will rap like Woods one day, but mm-hmm. um, I also feel like uh, his run can really continue because rap is so much more open um, rap and what you can rap about and what things that you can rap about, which are viable is just so much different than in past eras. So I think that's where the eras conversation all time gets a little weird um wharves doesn't is like a super duper underground nobody's heard of it record in 97 right like i mean there would be a a a cult legion of fans but Mm -hmm. there was no way to access shit like this the game was in a different place so it's kind of hard to do those comparisons but i I have a fun one for you damon because we've been doing this the last couple of weeks would you like to guess how many monthly spotify listeners woods has as a solo artist so you can get a sense of the scale okay. of the scale woods on a monthly woods on, and i and i've done a little bit of homework i know his top joints are in the one and two million range i'm gonna say seventy thousand monthlies 
you're a little low. It's 125k monthly. Oh, okay. Okay. Hammer, I think has quite a bit more because of the alchemist oh, connection. Alchemist I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up now. And not that this is a scientific metric. I want to. Uh, this is not right. the only way to measure people's impact. It's just one interesting metric I happen to have at my fingertips. So even though we talk about Woods constantly and we think Woods is a genius, like the world at large has yet to even discover right, that. Right. Just 100. Yeah, just to put it this way, we were talking about uh, Denzel Curry. I think off air we were talking about Denzel Curry. Yeah, that Dave, was a test. How many monthly? How many monthly listens is is Denzel Curry getting? <laughs> I have no clue to even seven million. Fuck. Okay, Fuck. so in terms of like scale and who's listening and all those types of things. Never forget, this is an underground rap podcast. Like, we yeah, only exactly. think we're the center of the universe. Right. <laughs> we're the center of our universe. No, we're, we're just a I mean, podcast uh, of our universe. Arm and Hammer about doubled of what Woods has. So, two, 234 to 125. but And that's a lot more than a lot of the people that we cover, but, like, still a niche artist. And so it's hard to have impact conversations. But I hear you. Yeah, all, all time is a, is a, is going to be a weird conversation going forward. Um, but I do believe that this is the album of the year. I need other people to really step it up just so it's a I don't want this to be wire to wire. Make me think about it. I think the when Haram came out, I was just like and it was in March and I was like, well, that's it for this year. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, everybody. Um, so it'll be very interesting to see kind of how that plays out. Uh, Woods was teasing on Twitter about doing new stuff with uh, Kenny Siegel, um, which I'm sure is like super interesting. Um, and I, I just, you feel like Armin Hammer might have another record in the tuck for this year. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, Elucid has something coming in June. Quali Chris has something coming in May. Yes. There, yep. There's a lot more good music to be released. But Absolutely. yeah, it's just, it's just great to get excited about something. We're so jaded and we're so old yeah. at this point. It's just like getting that advance was like probably the best thing to happen to me in months. Yeah, well, <laughs> it def- was like so definitely exciting. last week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that was definitely a highlight. So uh, listen, rappers, if, if you want to stick gush about your record, potentially uh, send us the advance. We've gotten some cool advances of late. It's um, funny because like you have to wonder sometimes, Ed, do I like this because I'm the first person to hear it or do yeah. I or am I just hearing the first moments of genius first and it's the music that's good? Like it's it's a little weird with the advanced thing. Absolutely. But I, I'm here for that uh, ambiguity. Please send, send <laughs> all advances uh, to the dad bod rap pod. Um, so check out Ethiopes, Ethiopes, uh, Davey Lopez. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but there is a. <laughs> Uh, CD series called Ethiopia yeah. Peaks. Yes, I was just which is say like that. they're like yeah. anthology. Incredible. Of, yeah, Incredible. And uh, in Ethiopia Peaks number eight, which is the volume of it that introduced Malatu Astadke's music oh, to the world, oh, is one of the best. One of the best. Okay. Music yeah, things just incredible you can have. Actually, I included it in a trade for my terror management sealed LP that's on its nice. way. Um, anyway, uh, it, it's just that's my reference point for how to pronounce things like this. And it's obviously okay. a different word, but it's just it's the same thing of like it's the the music of Ethiopia. And then this was, I believe, some kind of reference. It, there's more to it than this, but there it's like it's like how Europeans referred to all Africans was like as Ethiopies or Ethiopies or so there was like a catch-all term for darker people kind of I don't want to wade into things I don't understand but I believe with a little bit of reading that I've done about it since checking out the album that that's what is being referenced and so there's a lot of like history here and 
it's it's kind of a record about Africa is what I understand, though I'm still decoding a lot of the language. But yeah, just incredible rap music. Let me stick to the subject matter. I understand. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And rhymes. It's it's of the highest level and everyone should listen to it. Yeah, listen to it. Uh, let us know what you think. You can always hit us up uh, at Dad Bad Rap Pod on Twitter, at Dad Bad Rap Pod on IG. Um, you should definitely check out our Patreon. We are doing very interesting things on the Patreon. Uh, subscribers growing every day. That is patreon.com slash dadbodrappod. So, you know, uh, more hot shit to come in this year, and we'll definitely talk about all of it. Dadbod rap pod Dad Bod Rap Pod. We are here with DJ Preservation and Billy Woods from Backwood Studios. We are stoked to talk to them about the brand new album, Atheops. And here we are, guys. Thank you. Uh, welcome to the program. Hey, man. Thanks for having us. Hey, yes. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. We are just we're we're just fully enthralled with it. So again, I mean, many many thanks. Um, we're going to just be kicking it back and forth. So uh, my first question is for preservation. Um, Eastern medicine, Western illness. Um, you guys had that cut lemon rinds. And then I think you guys also had another song together, Blood Thinner. Right. You too. Uh, he Prez did three songs on on um, on terror management. They're okay, all that's what it was. OK. Yeah. Well, grass, um, myth. Yeah. But did you change blood. it? Did you change it, the name, Myth? No, no, I get confused sometimes. Let me go. I can go look. But either way, <laughs> three songs all in a row. Yeah, okay, it's okay. There's three sequence, three song so, sequence. So, so my question is for preservation. And just from a purely production standpoint, I mean, what happened in those early sessions that, that maybe sparked a eureka moment to move forward with a fully fleshed out project? Um. <laughs> Uh, I think off the, 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 yeah, we were, I mean, we were already doing stuff and I, I, I think, man, he's just, it's, it's just an easy, it, it's, I don't know. It just, it just made sense just to, it was such an easy process of doing the earlier songs, like just cool. Um, and then I, I, I definitely wanted to do a, a project with a few people off my album and uh yeah i just approached him i was just like you know i just loved how what we did for my project and i was like let's maybe let's try but you know a couple couple songs to see where it goes we were talking about an ep at first and then um i sent him one and we just uh sent something he sent right back and i just kind of kept giving him things and then as, as the album progressed themes started coming along and i started making new things 
for the for the album like as we were going so he was just like listen my as that there was a point during the summer last year there was just like his he just was saying that his i'm writing i'm writing to semi stuff so i was just like making fresh stuff like right on the spot sending it to him right away just to kind of you know geared to what we were doing already so okay great great uh woods it seems like uh, this has been a, a hallmark of your writing before, but especially on this album, uh, many of the verses are like stories. Um, and I'm wondering, are you setting, and it, this might be a little confusing, but bear with me. Like, are you setting out to tell these stories or are you setting out to write a rap verse and they end up being narratives? Does that, do you get what I'm asking you? Uh, yeah, well, I would say that every record that I'm doing, I approach it with um, some idea of both. Uh, if I don't have a concept initially, then I usually try to approach it with a different methodology um, in the hopes of uh, pushing myself to do different things than what I was just doing. Um, and produce different results, not get bored, all of the above. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, uh, for example, I would say on a record like, um, like today I wrote nothing. I just, I, I worked on things and I stopped writing when I felt like it. Um, I didn't worry about anything except I didn't do a lot of editing. I was like, I'm just going to write things and then stop when they're done and i I, there were other other overarching themes but as far as methodology that's how i worked you know what i mean um and then on uh on a record like uh a record like known unknowns part of the methodology was i i felt like i wanted to make a song where um it was less concerned with i was trying to make like uh I was, it, it's a longer story to do with the conversation I had with Aesop Rock, but basically I was like, I'm going to make like a, a, a rap record, like the ones that I kind of grew up listening to. Every song, every song have a chorus, triple hmm. verses, um, and it'll be more just about making a bunch of songs and putting them together than sort of overarching theme. Um and then I think there's a record like this one where uh, coming into it, I think part of the methodology for me was I wanted to um, sort of write a bunch of stories around certain ideas and themes. So in this particular case, it was very intentional. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, it, it feels that way. And I'm wondering and again, don't don't feel like you have to disclose too much. I know you keep your cards close to the to the vest or the chest or whatever that phrase is. But um, how much of this is fiction, and how much of it is drawn from your life? If you want to give ballpark percentages, or just talk generally about is are these stories that you witnessed or observed or participated in, generally speaking? Uh, definitely some. I mean, it's tough because anytime you ask that, it's like, what exactly is how do you define something like that? But a good example, I guess, would be um, I did grow up next to, uh, uh, I guess I could 
say this actually. Uh, I did grow up next door to the Ethiopian embassy. Eileen mm. mm. Mengistu Miriam did not live there. Uh, <laughs> but they did, um, when he came into power uh, in the mid 19, well, hold on, is that the dirt? Either way, there's a power uh, shift, a coup, whatever, in Ethiopia um, in the mid-1980s, and a bunch of uh, some of the people who worked at the embassy who we knew were friends with, um, not the actual diplomats, but uh, people in lower positions, uh, ended up seeking refuge in our home because they didn't want to be sent back to Ethiopia where they thought they were going to be executed. Oh, wow. And there was about two weeks of my life where uh, this Ethiopian family lived in our house and um, that was kind of cool. Uh, but I did live next, I lived next to their embassy and um, I grew up in a place where uh, there wasn't, there was an avocado tree and a dog and stuff like that. So I, don't okay. know. I like wow. to sort of look at the neighbor. The, the Swiss embassy was on the other side. I like to sort of, you know, your kid look and spy on things and people and wonder what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then render it in this absurd detail in a rap song, as one does. The Ethiopian embassy, was, they, they were kind of crazy with it. I remember the um, ambassador would come home and no matter what time of night it was, he just felt like he was above opening the gate to the embassy. And so he would just sit on the horn. Didn't matter what time of night. Wow. Until the gardener came running out from the servants' quarters behind the house to open the gate. Um, and I was just like, wow, this guy. We all were amazed, amazed by it. Uh, like not only especially. pompous, but a bad neighbor. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty flagrant. Right on. Thank you. Yeah, so I don't know. So that. Uh, and highly Mengistu, Miriam did seek refuge in Zimbabwe and remained, theoretically remained there. Um, so, true, but not exactly true. Sure. That's great. Thank you for explaining that, man. Um, I'd like to explore the album just a little bit more. I mean, there's a lot to sort of unpack, but um, an early standout is obviously the cut, uh, Heavy Water. So I would love to bring that up. And um, and the question is actually for both you guys, but um, uh, preservation first. It's if the the song itself kind of, I feel like there's a sense of continuity to it, and just even within the beat itself. Nate and I off camera were talking about it. I mean, it feels like there's a sort of deliberate po post Def Jux feel to the production. I just wanted to get into your mind state and what sort of headspace you're in while you're making that. Um, it's actually it was it's. it's it's actually one of the older, oldest beats. On, it's one of the few beats that weren't made in the within the time frame of the album, or like, mm. or maybe you know, three four years. This is actually an older beat. Mm. I don't even know if Woods knows that, but um, and I feel like uh, no hard feelings was kind of something that was actually was the one of the first tracks, if not the first. Um, and when the, the, the album started coming together, that was kind of, it felt almost 
misplaced. It almost felt like it what it didn't fit. You know, while it when when the track started to kind of develop and and there was more stuff coming in, um, and I th- I think that might have been in the first batch that I sent you. I don't I don't know. And um, so Wait, I felt like, no RPI. No, um, heavy water. Uh, I think that was in the first batch, and then I started kind yeah. of. Bi- and you picked it, so I was kind of like, oh, that the if there's one that kind of feels similar to no hard feelings or one or two that could kind of like come in here and there because initially when I was kind of talking to Woods I was thinking like I was listening to you know I was kind of we wanted to kind of maybe do like a kind of like a up-tempo aggressive PE fear of a black planet like you know, kind of feel to it. Those are my first thoughts. And then it's, and then another, another uh, sonic palette I was kind of thinking about was the Jamaican kind of side to it. Mm. So those are the first two initial uh, thoughts that I had to approach it musically. And then when the, the, then when, when he started kind of giving me the the the, the themes and, and the topics, the overarching themes and the topics of, of what we, he was saying then. And then the title came in. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. And then I gave him some of some, uh, you know, Ethiopian stuff and East African stuff. And, and then then he did Asylum and I was like, okay, now let's just piece it all together. Mm. So Heavy Water was kind of... Uh, yeah, it was an older track. And when he when he chose it, I was like, okay, this might be perfect for the connections we had, we've had, you know, with you know L and, and Bruin and him with Portal mm-hmm. and and you know, I, I I used to go under the same management as as L back when I was in Sonic Sum and all those little connect tiny little touch point, little connections that we had, we kind of we kind of try to to bring it back up on that track, which you know. And then Mike, my my connection with Mike Ladd is like very very strong. Like he's one of my closest friends. So okay. I was like, all right. And and you know him kind of bringing me into that fold as well. So okay, thank and those guys. So thank you for Woods, that. How did it feel to rhyme with the indelible MCs? Um. It was cool, man. It was it was an interesting in how it happened because, well, first it was that it was going to be Breeze was going to be on the track, which is always you know, um, I don't know, man. It's uh, we were both uh, both of us were talking about him like he's a, he was like our first definite feature actually. I, for me, I thought that's I think that's what it, he was the the first. I mean, he was one of the first rappers that. Um, especially like I didn't have any idea really of the uh, I don't know the until I came back to New York you know um, to go to school I didn't have any idea about like that underground scene that was going here I, I lived always absorbing a lot of rap music but it was what was on BET mm-hmm. Rap City back in the day or um, or MTV raps and that was what I knew or occasionally something like I remember when NWA wasn't getting played because it was too explicit so somebody had to give you a tape mm-hmm. but that was really it 
Um, so when I came here, and, um, and that's not to say there was diverse music at that time. BET Rhapsody was four hours long, so they had to play, play almost anything. But still, you had to have a video and some some type of little bit of connection to a label or a bigger label. So um, when I came here and just was introduced to uh, it was a, a girl named Brooke introduced me to um, one time I was hanging out with her in Harlem. These people were friends with her who she knew also from, you know, the slam poetry scene was big then and whatever. And um, I met somebody who I think was Wynn from Wind and Breed. Mm. And then she knew Vortal and she introduced me to Vortal. Vortal mentions her in Cat Ox on, on, on Cole Vane, I mean. The girl from Santa Cruz? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so without her, you know, maybe that all never even happened um, because I didn't know anybody who rapped. And so when I met these dudes who not only just rapped, but did it like, just in their own way that had nothing to do with, at least in my initial understanding, just had nothing to do with like major or flows and styles that you had heard before, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I was really blown away and captivated. And, um, and then I remember it wasn't too long after that that uh, somebody had, because that Juggernauts record was only on vinyl. Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't know people with record players or anything like that. So it was when I was here, uh, actually, I remember who it was, but I won't say their name. But uh, this cat who was connected to Adam's family, one of the youngest members in Adam's family, played, uh, he had that record on vinyl and he played um, uh, Clear Blue Skies was maybe the first song I heard. And I was mm -hmm. like, crazy. Incredible. Um, and just to this day, I do firmly believe that, like, just in terms of rapping, um, Breeze is one of the best rappers ever. In terms of ability, originality, and vision, um, one of the best rappers ever. And so... Anytime I do something, with it, it's funny because it's still, to me, like, ridiculous that, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they, my, my still got LP, it, too. <laughs> yeah. And, like, LP didn't come till later for me because I heard, I was at Howard University in D.C. a couple of years later when I heard Company Flow for this first time. And I was like, this is great. You know, same sort of reaction. Um, damn it, Big Just. Um, where I was just like, wow, this is, this is really wild. And I remember trying to give it to people and they just were like, with like a group of us, a group of us at Howard who were fucking with the heavy. Um, and then other people were like, nah, I don't, the beats just don't get it. But, um, so yeah. So from the beginning, anytime I'm going to do something with Breeze, it's a part of me that still is just like, wow, can you believe it? Or I could, there's certain people I know who I could call and they'd be like, can't believe it. I heard you on a song three and it's crazy. Like that's still their high, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's good. That's the, that's the highlight to them or where they're like, yo, we used to sit and listen to that record. Um, Lucifer. Mm -hmm. Oh man. How do you even make that, that song? That's... Anyway. So stuff like that. Um, 
I was already amped. And then uh, when LP, it was Preservation who really brought LP on board. Um, I was like, wow, this is just a whole lot of icing on top of the cake. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I really thought about the indelibles aspect until Despot said something to me. He was like, yeah. oh, I heard you got them on it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. I hadn't really, hadn't really thought about that aspect. I was just like, wow, it's crazy that I'm doing a song with these two, the, these two cats. And that song where it's this relentless bar fest, it's it's such a great song. And like, uh, Woods, I hope you don't mind me saying, like, you're that for some kid now. You know that, right? I mean, maybe. maybe. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, kids are going to be studying your work. They're, the, people are freaking out about this record and your run of records. We don't have to blow you up too much. But um, what you're doing right now is incredible. But let's focus on the current record. Um, I would love prez if we could talk a little bit about the beat for um i really want to talk about wharves but if we don't get to it i want to talk about nine x is it is that am i pronouncing that right nine x ninex yeah yeah nine x okay i in the segment we recorded yesterday i described it as it sounds like there's a guy playing harmonica backstage and then you just peel the curtain back and you just get little bleats of it just the way that you layered that and the dynamics of that are incredible like if you as much as you can without being like the magician giving away the secrets like how did you make that beat um i think that's probably one that like a drum loop was kind of going those drums and uh and i was uh i just found what fit but it's one of those things that can kind of get real repetitive especially for a long song so mm -hmm. <laughs> Like it was the a lot of verses. I, yeah, it was the one track that when I was see, like arranging it, people in my house was like, "Can you bring that shit down?" <laughs> like, it's just like you know, it's intense. It's fat. It's up. It's like it's kind of in your face and like, da -da -da, da -da -da, it keeps going. So what I was trying to do is to make it kind of move around and exciting, kind of like to follow. Uh, Especially when when Quelly get, gets to the end, I was like, all right, I got a, another verse. Let me, how can I make keep the interest uh, there? So I was trying to kind of do a lot of different drops, and then I went back to the sample to to the source to find different pieces, and then it magic, you know, just that that magic happens, and it it was in perfect uh, uh, pitch with the the beginning of Woods. Uh, where Woods for Woods's verse, which he brought gave to me from um, uh, Woods. Shout out to Dark Flowers, formerly yes. known as Funds. Yes, uh, they also collaborated with me on Terror Management on um, uh, on the song. No, here I am forgetting the title of the song. Uh, the song is called Dog Days. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, so yeah. he he gave uh -huh. that to me early, and I was like, "Man, he's like, I love this. Let's you know, maybe do something with it." And then I kind of actually maybe tried to do something with it, but it didn't work. So I kind of just kept it on the on on hold, and and uh, uh, I don't remember if you know. I think it just kind of fit like. And well, then, once, well, once Denmark popped up out of nowhere, I was like, yo, 
let me start on a different thing. Mm. And yeah. I was like, you think that would work? And he was like, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck with it. And then <laughs> sent it to me and it was like, okay, I can, I can, I can do this. Yeah. And it worked just because of the, the and, and for for the harmonicas to be in that first part to kind of lead you into it really so made it. It's, it really it's made it. so dope, dude. It's just it's like, like those are things that just like, Hey, it happened. It worked. I didn't I mean, even put it down. I didn't bring. We yeah. didn't. It's exactly the way Woods gave it to me, and I just gave it right back to him. And I was like, "All right, let me add these little things to kind of lead into it." It, it, it comes off so so great, and it's it's just odd to have a beat you think about. You know what I mean? Usually, beats are obviously we love rap music and we dissect rap music, but to have something that I can't stop thinking about in an instrumental production, whether there was words on that track or not, I would be completely blown away with the song. It's just, it's just great. Um, Woods, um, next question. I wanted to, um, <clears throat> we recently have had spoken about your incredible run and excluding the more mother stuff and as well as the arm and hammer stuff, but just your solo stuff. Um, I, we were just remarking about it off camera. W- where do you think this stands and, and, and it might be too early, but where do you think this, stands in woods solo work and also you know just what was your headspace going into this one um good question uh i'll answer the second question at first the second part of the question i think um when this started um and i think in this a lot of times it's always great to you know, to think about how things happen because it's not always a straight line that you imagine it to be. Because mm-hmm. Prez came to me about doing something more than once. And and my thing was I had just done, which grows even more ironic considering the next uh, things I have happening uh, musically after this. But um, my thing was I felt like, oh, I just did... <clears throat> I just did a one producer album with Alchemist mm-hmm. and I know I got to do a one producer. I know I got it. Kenny and I got to go back to the well at some point. <laughs> so I was a little hesitant to fully commit because it's like, sometimes you just want to stray, but mm-hmm. you know, like channel surf for your beats or whatever. So I was a little hesitant. I was a little hesitant to commit to a full project. And also because I know that once I decide to do something, I get um, very focused, you know, like I think about it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, once we started like really working on this, I was like fully dialed in on this and all of my creative energies, except for the period of time where we were still finishing Haram. Cause it was a long process of finishing this, but um so I I wasn't sure about it. I, it's not a question of I was 100% down with preservation work. We worked together before. I'm a huge fan. Um, the ecstatic. I'm one of those people who will argue with someone in a bar about the ecstatic <laughs> over black on both sides. You know what I mean? Like, um, that, that that's me. So it wasn't that. It was just like okay, this is a this is a commitment. Am I ready? to jump into that because that might mean that I'm going to do a couple one producer things in a row. Um, But then like the second or whatever time we had a conversation about it, I was like, you know what? Yeah, let's, let's, let's try to do something. And it was also by then the pandemic had started and was in full force. 
and so I had a I had a lot more time. Although uh, I was doing a couple different creative projects, I did have more time. And I was like, all right, let's do let's do something. And initially, I was thinking an EP. Mm-hmm. The project was like, well, let's just start working and then decide. And um, and so. Uh, you know, we started doing, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this is probably an EP. We do working on a couple of things. And then I think a crucial moment, because again, it's a pandemic, not really seeing people, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Game. Uh, he was like, I'm in, I can't remember if he had left New York and come back or what was going on. <laughs> but he was like, yo, I have my car and I burned a bunch of CDs to it, songs to a CD. <laughs> I want to come by and pick you up and we'll drive around. And, you know, because the direction of the album was as yet undefined. Yeah. We'd probably, done, we'd probably done four songs, maybe five, and two of them are not on the record. Yeah. Um, which is funny because I was thinking about going back to listen to them, like, um, just to see. Or just but, pop uh, them in an email, send them over. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're all ears. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, so I, my methodology was figured out, but other than that, we hadn't settled on a sound. I hadn't settled, settled on a theme. And so he came and picked me up. It was a really sunny day, although I feel like it was cold. Was it still cold or it was summer? No, it was, it was uh, borderline, like, you know, trying to, uh, the, that New York spring, kind of like, eh, it's kind of okay. cold. Yeah, so he came and picked me up, sunny day, and we drove around um, mostly Crown Heights um, and uh, and points east, just listening to beats and talking, and I was picking out different things. And at that point, I remember coming out of that trip and being like, all right. Hey, it was a cool experience. I played that you know, spending... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, just I was spending a lot of time in my house. So it was a cool experience to actually just link with him and just driving around, listening to beats, different mode mm. of doing things, talking, picking things out. And I definitely came away from that with like <sighs> an energy of, okay, well, here's where we're going. And it started to formulate more. So I would say that there are some projects that you come into them with a real clear headspace. And then this one, it was sort of like, I don't know exactly what's going to become of this, um, but I'm, I'm working on it. I have time, pandemic. I like the beats, you know, I like the beats I got. I like No Hard Feelings was early on. And I was like, this is good, you know? Um, but uh, yeah, I feel like after that, I had more of a sense of okay, what we're going to do. Um, and but even then, I feel like uh, it was a little after that where the idea and the concept really came together, the title. So um, for me, this was a process where uh, it was very much worked on in sort of bursts and periods of. Of, of strong activity and with a sense of mutual discovery as we were going along. I didn't come into it with a real clear idea of what I was going to do. 
like I said, relatively early on, I settled on a methodology, but um, we had been quote unquote working on it for a little while before I think it was like, all right, here's the name, here's some of the themes. Um, so it was, uh, it was discovery. Um, and I guess on my end, yeah, just willing to, to discover some things and a willingness to take some new approaches to doing things. Amazing. I feel like maybe there might also been a, a little extra to that, that, that right at the end of that car ride, I played him the beats that I put together for him just to kind of just like his batch. And then remember right before you stepped out of the car, I was like, hold on for a second. And I played him a project that I'm working on with track sound very similar that are from a specific location. Ah. And that's where Wharves War. War. So he was like, wait, whoa, what is what is this? So yeah. <laughs> that kind of almost maybe shifted the direction as well. Because sure. I think when I sent you those, there was like two or I sent you maybe four of those, and two kind of made became songs and one of them became wars. So. And I what think that, the, other that one? Feel, the feel <laughs> of those tracks, I feel maybe maybe kind of took it into yeah, a sure. direction. You're 100% correct. And this, the other song was, the other beat was crazy. Did you put that out already? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember it. You have to send that back to me. I remember, <laughs> like, I remember I might have briefly tried to talk you out of keeping the other one. And then it was like clear. No, yeah, that's, 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 it's coming soon. A whole a whole thing with with that kind of feel that sound so nice um woods can i give you one little constructive criticism sure the spanglish on uh doldrums catches my ear oddly every time like did you did you like is it to imply that the plug is spanish speaking or did you have a particular reason for that you know i love your rapping but i just i feel like I had to tell you every time I'm kind of like, did we need to do that? No, it was totally natural in terms of probably something I would say when I was joking around. And what's interesting is after that, I noticed it wasn't uniform. Right. Like, Maybe that's what it is. In the first <laughs> one. Um, but no, it wasn't, it wasn't any type of like conscious. Um, uh, it wasn't any type of. It wasn't any type of uh, not a story element. Oh, yeah, it wasn't a story <laughs> at all. It was like um, I don't know. There's random, random things that I find that I have continued to say since I was a kid. I don't know why, but that was one of them. Maybe that's from like working in kitchens or something, right? Uh, or like bad news bears or something else. <laughs> like, when right. shit is going really bad, you know, some shit at you like that. Yeah. Um, um, let me counter with a, a compliment. Uh, there's you always have one little sneaky ad lib that like lives in my brain. Uh, on I, I think it's on terror management. It's like, um, hey, are you Woods? And you're just like, I'll get the lamb chops. Like the character in the song just like wants to continue the deli transaction rather than having this weird fan interaction. And on this one, it's when you say good lawyer on uh, Savage. 
I'm just like that. That is so brilliant. Like the meta commentary on that. Like you don't do a lot of ad libs, so when you do, it really drives home the point that you're making. And it just, I, I just, I don't know the that phrase. Like it lives rent free in my head. I'm just walking around thinking, like, God, good lawyer. Like he, he got out of it. You know what's, uh, you know what's funny is that. So Alchemist Orchestra. Obvious, I mean, it's probably obvious. Um, Alchemist facilitated Boldy James' participation. That makes sense. Uh, so I met Boldy several times, but I don't like have his phone number or anything. So it was like, I was like, yo, you think that he was like, yeah, you know, man, you know, he could do it. And so um, when I sent my verse, sent him the whole song, or whatever. Um, Al pointed that out and was like, man, I, I, I laugh. we were laughing about that. And I was like, oh, you know, no, people usually don't mention. I had those. I hadn't thought too strongly about that one, except again, that was something I feel like was real to like the people that I was describing and the way when I was growing up, how people would, um, Sometimes people would all get together and talk about who had a bad lawyer, who had a good lawyer, <laughs> who got off of this thing, who who didn't. Um, and, uh, and so I hadn't thought about it much. And then Al said that. I remembered it, but nobody else said anything to me about it until the album came out. And then it was like a thing that everybody noticed. <laughs> I did it because I put a drop on it. I remember ah. I need, I need, we need to, that's too much right there. That needs yeah. to showcase in it, some, in a little way. Yeah. I, I like that you don't use a lot of ad libs. I think it make it puts extra emphasis on it when you do. So anyway. Right. Um, yeah. Well, that one's real short. <laughs> yeah. You know, as we, uh, we don't want to take up too much of your time, but as we're sort of uh, turning the corner here, um, you know, preservation from, from a, from the production standpoint as the sole producer, now that everything's done with with a with a bow on it, um, what track would you say is your favorite off this album that that turned out exactly sort of how you wanted it to and how it unfolded perfectly? Um, I think the track that that um, I reacted the hardest. Two when he sent the back, uh, when he sent it back to me probably was Smith and Cross, mm. just like immediate reaction like whoa wow that's okay this is this is <laughs> gonna this is coming this is special like um, remorseless was there was that as well um, but um, Yeah, I mean, I love Asylum, and yeah, I've, Asylum and Smith and Cross, and I and I always I always remember this that Woods like I think we were talking about uh, uh, Cos uh, on a Cos record, and he he said that he's like, man, as as, as long as you got good bookends to an album, you straight. <laughs> yeah it was it was um i forgot which record we were talking about but uh woods in particular like with red dust stone fruit and now mm-hmm. smith and cross mm-hmm. like they, you right. make my favorite album yeah. enders like you really yeah, understand so. what i want 
out of a the end of an album. It's like we're bringing this to a crescendo to end it. You don't you don't fade out. You. Sometimes, sometimes I think people also it's the two songs in the beginning and the two songs at the end. Yeah. Mm. So even with um, even with something like Shrine, it's Ramsey's all the way through that crazy part that Lucid rhymes over at yeah. the end oh, of Ramsey's yeah. beat mm. clip, and then it's the Eucharist. Right. Uh, I think for Rome, me, it's okay. barbarian and overseas together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so the same thing on this one is to me the end of the album is I mean it's Smith and Cross, but remorseless, remorseless. And Smith and Cross are there, you know, in a particular way. The same way Asylum, um, No Hard Feeling, and really War, which to me are like, all right. Yeah, those those three, those those first three, maybe even first four. Like, I, for me, I'm 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 my favorite. Actually, what my favorite is parts are the the how the the transitions went. Like your I, transitions that, on that, this that, are that, absurd, man. The way everything works, leads into each other, it's so and they, great. they really fell into place this time. Like sometimes you can't, you, you that comes, you know, it just comes magically. It doesn't, it doesn't, you know, you can't. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes it works really well, and sometimes it doesn't. You know, you gotta. Sometimes you kind of form it to make it work, but sometimes they just fall in just so beautifully you can't you know it's like wow okay. yeah i'm so glad you brought that up that is one of the best parts of this record is the way that things bleed into each other because we're mostly proud of this this record for sure yeah awesome something uh, special to me in that same vein would be um the samples uh from that movie um on multiple levels uh is kind of a crazy culmination of like 20 years of trying to acquire uh, the source material for those samples. Mm. Uh, And then um, a person is very, very, very important to me and dear to my heart. uh, Just amazingly put in like the most work before this was even conceived. And um, I even knew where it was going. uh, And, um, and she got uh, she got a copy of the source material, which is a Herculean monumental task. I mean, it took me ten years to find out. Essentially, uh, way back a long time ago, Bond used some of that source material that he taped off of uh, NP late night TV. And like, mm. this this is like two thousand two, and I could not find out what it was. And wow. then I found it, and then you couldn't find it. And somebody got me a copy through really an, an amazing story in and of itself. So um, all this time later, you know, uh, for me to be able to use it and for it to be so, uh, like, so apt and so apropos was really, like, was really great. Yeah, it really seems to drive uh, some of the themes home. Um, it, it, it brings it all together. I think yeah. and having one yeah, that's, thing after else, I mean. that's just, that's the key. That's one of the best parts to me on the whole thing is like, as he has that transition from asylum into, 
I mean, and preservation is a master of transitions. Um, and I say that also having just worked with Alchemist, who's N- not too shabby, incredible as well. <laughs> and out of this world. Um, and uh, and just having that that sample from Asylum into No Hard Feelings is so so great every time I hear it. That crazy laugh and just the sense yeah. of everything. So great. So great. Uh, I feel like we should let you guys go. Um, you have made an incredible work of art. We could not respect or appreciate you more as artists. We want to thank you very much for your time, for joining us, for uh, talking us through some of this stuff. And uh, just, you know, continued success. And anytime you ever want to talk, uh, we're more than game and we will be supporting your uh, careers moving forward. So thank you very much. Thank you. And one other thing I'd say, um, I'd be remiss in not saying what a fan of Despot I've been for a long time. And uh, it was also fulfilling a long-held desire to actually get to do a song with him. And I guess some other time or some other interview, I'll tell you about. There was another feature he almost helped to happen that would have been Oh, nice. oh wow! I had a whole joke I was going to do about how did you get Despot? I thought he was hanging out with Young Thug in the desert somewhere because uh, I've been watching his TV show. But um, it it's a, it's a really cool verse, and it's it's uh it's actually pretty incredible. You got L and Despot in 2022 on a, on the same record, and you're you're not making it. Uh, you're you're going to continue these lazy journalistic Def Jux uh, comparisons now for another 20 years in your work <laughs> for having done it that way. But it's, it's a great verse. He comes off sick on this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, phenomenal verse. And um, I was just really, really happy to get it. And um, yeah, that's it. Sounds Better great. Man. Appreciate it. Preservation Woods, continued success. Super appreciate you guys. Thank you. All right. Thank you. So that was our conversation with the great Billy Woods and DJ Preservation. Suck to miss that one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> hey, but, Sorry, uh, bud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we didn't miss their new release. So, oh. you know what I mean? So, I mean, I, I mean, given how impactful and just how enthralled we are by, by the recent project, I mean, so dope to just, you know, grateful that we can... Uh, Shoot them, shoot them a text and get them on the program, man, and drop something in a very timely manner. Absolutely. This is uh, Dave putting up 30, 20, and 20. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hooking this up. numbers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's out here doing a Dave Elijah one. Um, so uh, we, we kind of have teased this um, a little bit online, and it seems like um, the buzz around this album would you say it's it's the same as or exceeds uh, Haram's kind of uh, initial 
initial kickoff? I don't think so personally, but um, when they announced Haram officially, they also had the vinyl ready to go or to ready to uh, pre-order. Right. So like uh, the, for me, the experience of like learning that Haram was real after a lot of teasing and like, I don't know if you remember this in our, uh, when we talked to them for shrines, you kind of made a joke <laughs> about eating right. pork or something. And Woods is yeah. like, we're going to laugh about this later. If you went, wait till you see the Damn. next album you know what i mean yeah and so we we had hints that something was in the works and you know if you follow the instagrams closely they're spending a lot of time in la and blah 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 but when we found out it was real it also was like vinyl pre-order time so i was up at like eight o'clock in the morning like hitting refresh <laughs> and okay. it was like we were crashing servers right so that feels different and alchemist is just bigger and has his own audience in a way that sure. i don't think preservation does um something really interesting about the interview last night damone was they were talking about how uh both alk and prez are like masters of transitions and that the way that mm-hmm. album yes. flows is similar yes. but different they have different styles of it and i stopped short of asking woods what he was going to do for the vinyl because they'll have vinyl at some point it's like do you let it flow like the way that the tracks flow into each other, or do you give track breaks for the vinyl for specifically uh, for DJing purposes? Or like, I'm, I can wait until I get my pre-order to see how that goes, but it's very interesting um, to see that. But just the way the global supply chain is fucked up and you can't order it right now, it feels a little different for me, but I'm a you know physical customer in that way. So maybe that's just a different perspective. Your, your customer, as EPMD would say. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, I do feel like um, that Billy Woods is, I'm leveled up is such a weird word. I think right. built upon built upon the momentum that was created by Haram in bringing um, uh, his sound in, into more of the, I don't know, mainstream underground. I don't even know what to call it. Uh, but it, there's definitely a buzz and excitement about it. It was great that we were able to get them on at this particular oh. time uh dave it, it kind of feels like we're nightline no like <laughs> this is like <laughs> dave koppel uh how did you pull this off uh you know uh, i mean we were us three were just again just enthralled and just talking about the album and uh in our group thread you know it was like what if we try to get them on the show i mean we, we, we drop episodes every thursday let's do this and uh you know again um we're, we're lucky to have made some um definitive uh, connections with them and they've been responsive and so you know here we are yeah it's 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 great it's the what you've come to expect from the dad bod rap pod uh, i think it's our to... second interview with preservation and maybe fifth with woods yeah mm-hmm. i was just saying mm-hmm. yeah so i mean it's been a been a couple times both with uh yeah. elucid and without so it's nice to have rapport right, um, right. absolutely and the, the record is hitting people so hard not because it's woods or because it's the next thing because it's so good it's so yeah good. yeah it's so yeah good. yeah it, it is it but but it's great to see that there's like an audience for it and i think the last really 10 years what is history will absolve me is what 2012 or something like that right um right. the last 10 years uh we as an audience have had a chance to, to catch up our ear has had a chance to catch up with what woods is doing um and so it's great to see a lot of those fruits come to bear um, and, you know, that's the type of stuff you you get here on the Dad Bod Rap Pod. Quelle Chris, if you're out there in podcast land, we'd love to talk to you around the release of your new record, which really excited about. Love the first single. Um, but, you know, that's what we be doing more like it's what Dave be doing. And then what me and Nate 
be reaping the benefits of. Uh, uh, teamwork, make the dream work. Uh, you know, we do it every Thursday. You can always reach us on uh, on Twitter at DadBodRapPod. I'll probably put out a question a week about whether this is the album of the year, but I want to just give it a couple more days because I hate I hate to be that guy that's like <laughs> fucking 72 hours in. Like, this is the album of the year. This is an all-time classic. Uh it's the album of the year and an all-time classic, but we'll, 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 we'll wait. We'll give that a little bit of space. Um, but yeah, you can, you can definitely check us out on Twitter at dad, bod, rap pod on Instagram at dad, bod, rap pod. And you can also find us in the club. And by that, I mean, on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash dad, bod, rap pod for all the flyness there. Dave, you got any, any fly stories lined up that you're, like you project wise yeah uh you know uh, n- nothing major i just finished writing the liner notes for a uh, lab cabin california's uh, hey. issue so, yeah so um that's gonna that's gonna be with another um another project with binomi please um i believe it should be out within a couple months um and, and anytime i can get my my name in a little booklet i'm stoked so i'm, I'm down for it oh that's so dope man i'm a big big lab cabin Same. uh california fan uh, if you have not, please go to Passion of the Weiss and read read Nate's uh, review of the new Iblis yes. um, album. So good, so out good. There. Yes, very good. Get, Thanks, gave, guys. Gives you a good introduction uh, to a to a really cool album. Um, and really, you need to get on our Patreon if you're like super into like like rap. Like you're like really really into rap shit. Uh, there's a thread on there with like. 8,000 records I haven't heard yet from uh, this year from this year <laughs> the first three we, we thought we did a pretty comprehensive segment on what had been good it's like we haven't even listened to half the stuff that's just in our little <laughs> corner of the world yeah so um yeah it's exciting times the the thunderball that is dead by rap pod rolls on we appreciate your patronage and we will be rocking with you next Thursday dead bod rap pod